Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sampia on SAFM, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. It's 13 minutes before 6 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Dr. Arun Muzaledi, Minister of Home Affairs, to give us clarity on the exemption granted to Janus Wallace. Uh, this is the man who was convicted of the murder of Chris Honey and remember the constitutional court judgment that was handed over was handed down last week um, that he must be granted parole according to the Department of Home Affairs the minister granted the exemption in order for Wallace to serve his parole period in South Africa and the exemption contains a condition that Wallace may not use any travel document and or passport issued by the embassy of the Republic of Poland minister good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us Good afternoon, Aldrin, and good afternoon to the listeners. Thank you so much. Minister, how did you come to this decision? Uh, look, in 2020, Yanus went to court uh, under case number 2822 uh, I mean, uh, in the Pretoria High Court. He was applying for this parole. The Minister of Justice and Correctional Services was respondent number one. Uh, the South African Communist Party was made respondent number two. Ms. Limpohani was made respondent number three. And the Minister of Home Affairs was made respondent number four. And in the prayers, Janus Walus wrote the following, and I can quote it for you. He said, in the event that this court others orders the release of the applicants on parole, that his lawyer saying the applicant, meaning him, on parole, that the fourth respondent uh, must be ordered to make all necessary arrangements for the deportation of the applicant to Poland. Alternatively, that the fourth respondent must issue an exemption as may be required in terms of Immigration Act 2002, in order to regularize the applicant's right of residence, in order for the applicant to serve such parole period. That is the prayer that his own lawyers wrote in the affidavit. And in reply, we actually gave that promise that will give this exemption. And in reply again, Wanisia Luz wrote a letter to accept uh, 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 this proposal. And that's exactly what we are doing today. Okay. So, so, so with this exemption and the conditions that are attached to the exemption as well, um, or, or let me start from, from this, from this um, angle. In the statement that you issued earlier on, um, the department indicates that from the media reports, it's clear that the Republic of Poland, uh, 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 the embassy of the Republic of Poland, believes that Wallace, if Wallace is deported to Poland, he won't serve any parole in the Republic of Poland because the Constitutional Court judgment is not binding on that country. Was this confirmed with the embassy? Well, we saw it in the papers. That's why we're saying in the papers it is said so. We didn't have to confirm them. That's why we're saying we read from the papers that that's what the embassy know. But what we also know, Aldrin, is that in 2018, Yanus Walus wrote to the Department of Derko via the Polish embassy 
asking that ECOS send a letter to Home Affairs to revoke, you know, renunciate his, his permanent residency and citizenship. And since that time, the embassy has been preparing the, uh, the, uh, the ECOS to find out what the progress is in 2018. Now, Home Affairs in 2018 never did so. But in 2016, uh, very mysteriously, a, a document was signed to actually take back his citizenship, I mean, his permanent residence, which was wrong, by the way, and this is what we're trying to correct. So Janus Walus is still trying to follow up on that. That's why he took the Minister of Home Affairs to court as a fourth respondent because of that. So the Polish embassy has been involved in this whole thing of him going back to Poland right from 2018. Okay, but, but you didn't confirm this with the embassy? That no, indeed no, no. we he won't be serving time in Poland under some of the conditions of his no, no, parole. No, 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 we didn't. We just said the papers are saying so. The newspapers. Yes, the newspapers, the Sunday papers are saying so. Why? But what we? Eh? Why, why? Why is the department relying on the newspaper reports instead of speaking to the embassy directly? No, no. Because it's not necessary. We are just quoting in our in our statement that we heard them saying so. But what we know is that right from 2018, they've been wishing for him to be released. And at any rate, why it is not necessary, Aldrin, is because the Correctional Services Act clearly states that when you serve parole, you have got to serve it in the country where the, the, the act was committed. And we actually believe the Polish embassy, even if we didn't check with them, because uh, our constitutional court has got no jurisdiction in Poland and we have no agreement with them. So it was really not necessary for us to check. Okay. Then what happened in 2016, um, as you say, that it was mysteriously signed? Mysteriously signed by who? It was signed by the department because the officials in the department told the minister that there's, there's been an agreement that uh, his permanent residence be revoked. And I'm saying it was wrong because ministers are not allowed by law to revoke permanent residence. The law gave that primary function. In other words, it's a, it's a primary dele- original delegation, rather, to the DG, not a minister. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if um, Janusz Walus is, um, or, or let me put it this way, um, do you know when he will be released? Well, I just know that the Minister of Correctional Services was given 10 days, and I suspect the 10 days is, is, is I think, I think Wednesday is the deadline, if I'm not mistaken. But that's known by the Minister of Correctional Services, not me. Okay. Um, but do you know where his residence will be? Again, that is being determined by the Minister of Correctional Services. The way I, I was aware today, they were working together because they have to ask him where he wants to be in South Africa. They can't do it unilaterally. Mm-hmm. So during the course of the day, when I spoke to the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services, they were busy with that. It's not something that is done by Home Affairs. Yeah. Um, and do you know how long that permanent residence will be valid for? Well, in, in my understanding of the law, because we are giving him for as long as he's saving the parole, so it's not the issue of the exempt. In fact, we didn't give him permanent residence. We are giving him a certificate of exemption okay. in terms of Section 31 of the Immigration Act. It's a certificate of exemption that he does not have to acquire permanent residence to be here. 
because he's exempted by the minister. The minister is empowered by the act to give that exemption. Mm-hmm. So for as long as the Department of Correctional Services want him to serve parole, he, he, will be, he will be having that exemption. But having said so, in my understanding, Aldrin, I'm not sure whether it's two or three years, but it looks like it's something like three years. That de- determined by justice, not home affairs. For us in home affairs, the exemption is unending. The exemption is unending. Okay. Yes. And then once um, the the parole um, time, the three years or plus minus so forth, has lapsed, does it then mean that he will be deported immediately? Well, I should believe so because he will no longer be saving any purpose to be in South Africa. If he so wishes, then he will remove the exemption yeah. and he goes back home. And then under what circumstances would he be declared an undesirable person? Will he be declared what? An undesirable person. Well, uh, if it was not the type of case that one has done, and remember, he's a life prisoner. Mm. Under normal conditions, any foreign missionary, whether he was caught in South Africa illegally, I mean, found to be illegal, or whether he had documents, once they serve a prison term, two weeks before their release, the Minister of Correctional Services write to the Minister of Home Affairs to inform him, and the Minister of Home Affairs went towards deporting him. That's usually happens in ordinary cases. For those people who have completed saving their sentence, yeah. remember, Walus has not completed any sentence. He's just on parole because he's a life. He's a lifer. Yeah. He must serve for life, but he's being given parole. So oh. for that reason, that issue of deportation, which we do to ordinary uh, 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 prisoners, it doesn't apply to him. Okay. And does this exemption allow him to be employed in the country? Those are the conditions that will be stated by the Minister of uh, Correctional Services as instructed by the court. Remember, they say the conditions under which you must serve the parole will be determined by the minister. At least that's what the constitutional court said. Yeah. But does the exemption ordinarily allow him to be employed in this country? Well, the exemption is that he doesn't have to apply for permanent residence. He can stay here. So it won't stop him if he gets any employment. But this is subject to the conditions mm-hmm. that will be set by him as, as, as uh, I mean, by the Minister of Correctional Services. In other words, if it was not that the Minister of Correctional Services must serve conditions, when the Minister of Home Affairs gives somebody an exemption not to apply for permanent residence but to stay here, then it means that person is allowed to work. Otherwise, if it doesn't work, how will they support themselves? That will be my understanding of the law in that regard. Thank you so much for your time. That's the Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Muzalil.